Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas Montague here in the studio from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Today, we have an amazing opportunity to have two guys from South Africa, Kurjan Rangan and Ricardo Serbromani. And both of these guys are are working in the Lord's work. They have released a book called In This Manner, Gleanings from the Lord's Prayer. And I'm really excited to speak with them about this book today. We have both of them here in the studio. First off, I just want to ask you, Kersian and Ricardo, thank you so much for being here. How are you today? We are blessed to have this opportunity to share regarding this work. Oh, it's so good to be with you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity Absolutely. to have us. Absolutely. And so I'm going to pray just to start the podcast and then we'll get right into it, okay? Dear sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity today. Thank you for these two men visiting us today on the podcast. Lord, I pray that you go before us. I pray that the, every single word that we say today that opens people's ears, opens people's minds and their hearts for you, God, that they'll, at the end of this interview today, that they will leave knowing you more, that they'll leave hungry to know you more, Lord. Thank you for these men. Teach us how to pray in this conversation today. Teach us about your prayer life, Jesus. We love you so much. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you for being here. And if I can take the first five to ten minutes and just have each of you share a little bit about your personal testimony, that would be wonderful. Okay, so I'm Ricardo. And um, I would maybe start like this. We, we struggle, actually as individuals to talk about ourselves. So let me let me speak about Pastor Kershen and then he'll speak about my I think that's a great me. idea. And yeah, so Pastor Kershen uh, Rangan is uh, born in South Africa, uh, is married uh, to a beautiful woman called uh, Elisha, or we call it Lee. And um, he has two beautiful children, uh, a young boy and a girl. And uh, he pastors a church in Phoenix, Durban, South Africa. And um, he's being used mightily of the Lord. He has never always been a Christian. He has uh, known, uh, he has been a Hindu for most of his wow. life, uh, early life. And uh, just roundabout, just on high school, going into university, he, he met the Lord Jesus Christ or as had an encounter with God and um, served the Lord ever since. And uh, he has been serving the Lord faithfully to attend church. He used to take three buses mm. to attend a Sunday morning service at that time. And um, since then been called into ministry and now functioning as a full-time pastor, sharing the word of God. And he is by far 
according to me, one of the greatest preachers of the word and loves the Lord with all of his heart. And he is a, a, a servant. He is a, a great teacher. And, um, and God is he's doing supernatural things with him. Wow. Um, he's get to speak all around the world. Um, um, not everywhere, but in, in, in a few continents. Or, and he's spoken the word in conferences, preaching different countries. God has used him mightily. And so we bless God for his life. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. I want to ask really quick, what, did you have any any backlash changing from Hinduism into Christianity? What was that like in your community? Um, <clears throat> there was a backlash um, in the time I have committed my life to Christ. Uh, when I got home, um, my dad uh, said a derogatory statement that he, he didn't want Christianity or anything to do with the faith and that I should move uh, from the place of my residence. And um, uh, it was very sorrowful and tearful and heartbreaking at that moment. But um, the encounter I had with the Lord was so fulfilling and joyous. At that time, I was, even till today, I was willing to basically leave everything for the sake of the faith. And so I've made that choice and I've, I've prepared to leave. And then by the Lord's merciful provision and grace, He's uh, he sort of intervened and got my dad to uh, cause me to come back home. Uh, and he said, uh, you can stay with us, but I don't want that faith in my home. And uh, so there was initially a, a backlash. But when they began to see uh, uh, what the Lord has done with me mm-hmm. um, in, in, in my schooling career, as well as my university life, as well as all the peripheral stuff that the Lord had begun to do, uh, they became softer, and by God's grace, not too long ago, about a year ago, my dad and my mom committed their lives to Christ. Wow. And uh, now I've seen uh, the mighty hand of God even over there. Praise God. You, so you were yes, a testimony God. for them. That's amazing. Yeah, God is really wow. good to us. Wow. Thank you for sharing a little bit of that. Can I share with, with Pastor Ricardo? Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, Pastor Ricardo is uh, I'm married for 13 years um, to a wonderful uh, woman called Andrea. Uh, he has two beautiful children, uh, um, Noah and Judah, and um, he's, a, he's a person of much love, much favor, much integrity. Um, God, uh, he's, although he's grown up in a Christian home, um, he's come to a, a place even in his Christian life where God became such a reality to him, uh, where uh, he started to function in the supernatural power of God. And um, he has been youth pastor uh, to the church at that time where I was attending. And uh, from there, he was uh, sent out to start his own church, which is uh, Life International Ministries. He has a thriving church in Mirbank, Durban, South Africa. Um, He's been traveling the nations of the world. Uh, He has preached in India in Sri Lanka, in Malaysia, in Singapore. And uh, so he's uh, uh, really been a gift to the body of Christ and even to me personally, even in my own ministry. And so um, he's, he's really has a, a love for Jesus. He has an um, amazing prayer life where I've seen him uh, cry on the floor for hours and hours. And sometimes he prays for three to four to five hours a day. And that was amazing to me. And so uh, we shared this commonality among us in our love for Christ. And uh, in our love for prayer. So um, he's an amazing uh, uh, man of God. And, and I'm just so graced and grateful 
to share this life with him as well as uh, author this work with him. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you guys so much for sharing a little bit about yourselves. You sound like amazing men of God, really on fire, seeking him, helping other people to see him the way that you do. So praise God for your lives and your testimonies. Thank you. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you tired of wishing and hoping for the miracles that the Bible promises you? Are you looking for answers that will help you discover and unlock the power of God in your life? Miracles Now is a powerful and practical guide to help us walk the path of the normal Christian life in light of the Holy Scriptures. Find your copy of Miracles Now on Barnes & Noble today. America has been blessed above the nations of the world and has been a towering figure, the land of opportunity that has attracted and inspired people from around the world to come to its shores to seek out a better way of life. Yet with all of that blessing that is given to this country, our people have not really understood that it all came from the hand of our great God. America, especially this present generation, does not seem willing to pause and seriously ponder just what it is that this country came to be such a blessing and why it has been given so much. Find your copy of American in Prophecy by Garfield Gregor. And today we're going to talk about your book, like I mentioned before, In This Manner, Gleanings from the Lord's Prayer. And today we're going to talk about the disciples that Jesus taught how to pray, and he approached the manner in which we should pray to the Lord. We're going to talk about the culture of our present outlook on prayer today in our world. And so guys, thank you so much for for bringing this book to us to talk about today. And I have a couple questions for you to talk about. So how did this work, you guys writing this book together? Firstly, I think we, it should be said that um, without a shadow of doubt, that we are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, because we, we have already started writing a book on love. And, but the subject of the Lord's Prayer and the manner regarding prayer constantly came up in our conversations. Um, and there seemed to be like something that we just couldn't overlook. You know, people are constantly praying. But everybody didn't understand the perspective mm-hmm. of the Lord's Prayer. And so we decided then, uh, to, after we spoke about it, and after we see all of the things that we have written, we decided, let's put it down mm-hmm. for somebody else to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did your, life, your personal lives play into the writing of this book? As you're saying, those, the manner, the word, the manner of prayer came up in your conversations. How did that happen? Um, when we begin to uh, ponder and look at the scriptures, we realize that the Lord has a preference in how he would like to be addressed and reached. And, um, and uh, in our personal life, uh, we've always been praying, you know, we've heard, uh, uh, we've seen answers to our prayer, we've seen responses to our prayer, we've seen the supernatural responses of God. Uh, in our prayers, and, and, and we delight in prayer because it's an awesome time of communication between us and the Father, and as, and it's, as well as it's personal, it's also corporate as, as per this book. Um, and so our personal lives have really been deeply impacted by prayer, 
Um, everything we've done, it was done on the bedrock and the foundation of prayer. And uh, so uh, at, at this juncture, we begin uh, in the, even in our personal lives as a migration tool or to come up higher as such, uh, had this sort of illumination by God regarding uh, the manner or the way in which we should approach God. Uh, the word declares that um, uh, in, in the Old Testament verse that they did not consult God after the due order. And so um, even this word, uh, 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 you know, it's, I think it's the word, Greek word hutos means um, uh, manner in, is a way in which to approach God. And, mm -hmm. and you see that the Lord has uh, a, a preference for a way, for example, when he says that Jesus is the way, um, he, he, he sort of, uh, uh, sort of uh, put the other ways aside and he says, this is the way I'm choosing of salvation. And so uh, when you see in this manner, it's, it's the Greek word also, um, a sort of a new way uh, where the other ways are, are not as powerful or beneficial as the way that he's teaching right now. Mm. So it almost claims a sort of an exclusivity uh, of the way in which God likes to be approached. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about this, we can think of the fear of the Lord. We hear that often in the church. And what would be your your opinion of the misconception of the fear of the Lord today? I think the fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of all wisdom. Mm -hmm. I think much of much of the way we live our lives now, we we I don't think the consideration there's, there is a consideration of God and his ways and his precepts and the, the, anything about him. And I think we, we've become moving into a very selfish world that we cannot and we do not uh, consider God. And the fear of God, I think, is quite absent within the church and within the world that we live in. That needs to be quite uh, taught radically for us to come back to honoring God the way he delights to be, or, delight, or, he, or he requires to be. Mm -hmm. It makes me think back to Romans, where Jesus was, where they were talking about that God brought the light into the world, which is Jesus, but the men hate the light and they prefer darkness. And that's so crazy because today, as we're in 2021, post-COVID, things are changing, things are shifting in the U.S., in Brazil, here where I'm living, in South Africa, I'm sure where you guys are, that, th that the darkness is coming more and more and more, and more people are buying into it, more people are entertaining darkness than light. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I, absolutely, and, and I think uh, uh, in this manner of prayer, I think it's, it's almost like an antidote uh, because the first place that Jesus begins to speak uh, from is uh, uh, Holy Father. Um, the premise was uh, he wasn't just a father or a God to us, but he was a Holy Father, a separate and separated, someone who is venerated and exalted. And so that, uh, and, and even when he began to glorify uh, the name of the Lord first, he says, hallowed be your name. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, it says it's almost like a cathartic overview that cleanses us somehow, even in our minds when we begin when we begin to pray like this. You know, Isaiah says it so nicely: um, "Arise and shine, for the light has come, yeah. and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us." It says, "Darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness will cover the people." But he said that the Lord shall arise upon you, and His glory shall be seen upon you. And I think when we begin to pray and approach God like this. 
you'll see the first thing that Jesus does, he gives glory to God. And uh, not just God, but he gives glory to his father. And he, he sort of hallows God's name. And not to make God's name more holy as such, but that God's name may become holy in our thoughts, that God's name may become holy in our lips and in our ideas and in our intent and in our minds, that the, the cleansing part of, 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 of the holiness of God may cleanse us mm. and so that we get an accurate picture of who our Father really is. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that you did mention in the back of the book was Jesus addressed the manner in which we should pray. And can I just have one of you take a little bit more time and explain this for our listeners today? Um, the manner. Okay, so, you know, uh, Pastor Christian spoke, started speaking earlier about the due order in which God, um, I, the due order in which we should approach God. Mm-hmm. You know, we find that in, in, in Chronicles, I think it's First Chronicles 15, 13, where the Bible says that uh, the, the due order in which we, we should approach God. You know, because I think it says that for because you did not do it the first time, the Lord God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. Mm. And another version says due order, showing us that God desires to be sought out in a particular manner. And so the, the, when we say the manner we are talking about, when we say our father, for example, we, we are trying to paint a picture of who our father is you know never before has somebody now come out and say our father and so what we do in in this book in this manner we try to you show you how jesus finds a reference for everything that he's doing and saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name showing you the reference from the old testament and bringing it into the new new reality of us to understand and showing us a way in which we should approach God and what should be our perspective, our position as we begin to pray. Mm-hmm. So there is a specific way in which we should approach God. And that's what this book is about. It's about being able to um, uh, give you identity. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you an identity of who you are and how you should approach God from that p- perspective. Yeah. And can you also explain for our listeners today, what is the huge importance on our daily prayer life and the power that we carry as believers in our prayer life as well? Well, uh, you know, uh, praying is such an important part of any believer's life. It should be one of the most important aspects of our life. We have such a privilege, I think, as a people that we have a privilege to, to, to speak to a God who is enormous, who is so great, who is so mighty, so powerful. And we have actually have a privilege as a man who is so minute, who is a nothing like a vapor in the wind to have this ability to communicate with God. You know, that is in itself is such a privilege. It's such a great um, idea in itself that I, Ricardo, a small guy from Durban, South Africa can speak to a God, the God of the mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. That in itself is so, so important as the first part. And then praying, having a prayer life and the power we carry as believers is all, all of which I think stems from our, from our identity and who we are in Christ and how 
uh, we we have so much of God and we can do so much. And we are if we continue like him, we are just like him and we are able to affect the world like he has done. Mm -hmm. And so prayer, I think, is absolutely important as a believer. But Pastor Christian, you just add to that. And also, um, it's, it's, it's being able to touch the heart of God and to cause God pleasure. Mm -hmm. You know, almost every scripture, although we benefit as humans, has to do with the pleasure and the pleasing of the Lord. For example, the word says, um, it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching so, to save some. And so that, that scripture speaks about preaching as a tool to which to cause God pleasure. As much as people get saved, uh, God is pleased by it. And even faith itself, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so that you see, God can receive pleasure from mere mortals that he has created. And so when you see even prayer, you will see it mentioned in so many contexts. And one of the contexts is, it has come before him as a sweet smelling incense and uh, to, to, to God the Father. And uh, when the angels mixed it up and there was a response to that, but the Lord, uh, it came up to his, himself as uh, incense. And you see, so that even though we, we emote and we relate and we love this Father and we pray from that posture and position, we are given from the scriptures, not just that he answers, he hears our prayer and answers, but it also describes how he feels when we pray. And so that's because he, he, our Lord can feel. He's not esoteric and stuff, but it says uh, we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmity, but tempted and tried as we are yet without sin. So uh, it, it's nice to know I'm not just praying to my father and he's not just answering me. I can understand uh, even through scriptures, how does he feel about me when I approach him in a certain manner? I think it's a wonderful perspective as well, because we think often, yes, I'm just praying to my father and he's listening. He hears me because he cares about me. He knows how many hairs are on my head. He knows my problems, my afflictions. But then for you to say, like, God feels it too. That's another emotion. That's another thing between just knowing it and feeling it. I think that's wonderful. Thank you for that perspective today. I believe that we have some listeners today who maybe ask themselves questions. Maybe they're afraid to ask a pastor or ask a friend, but some questions like this, I would like you guys to maybe answer for our listeners. Questions like, how long should I pray? How often should I pray? Should I always pray before meals? When's the best time to pray? Can you answer some of those questions for our listeners today? We can start by saying um, we should pray as often as we can. The Bible tells us we should pray without ceasing. Um, but I know that it's quite difficult for all of us to live in that place where we're praying all the time. So we should pray quite consistently, I think. But I think as a believer, I would implore or not instruct, but probably suggest to someone to have a set time of devotion. A set time, because in the busyness of the day, we sometimes neglect the, the, the communication with God. Yeah. And so it would be ideal if we could set out a specific time to pray, whether in the morning, whether in the afternoon, whichever time I think that is most convenient to you. Uh, much of what we do now is always about our convenience. But I'm saying, you know, just to have set time for devotion and to pray to God. 
is something I think we should do. Mm-hmm. Should we pray before our, me- our meals? Yes, mm-hmm. the Bible says um, our meals are sanctified by our prayers. Mm-hmm. And so we should, yes, pray before meals. We should pray in every circumstance. You know, there, there's something that I, that I always say. Is we can never pray too much. There isn't a, a thing that you can pray too much. Mm-hmm. And so I think we should pray as often as we can. But I would suggest as a believer that we have set times for prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I have another question talking about the topic of prayer with Hinduism, for example, and Christianity. How can you compare and contrast the two different religions and their aspect on prayer? Okay. Um, basically, uh, in the concept of Hinduism, um, because it's a polytheistic religion as such, there is no sort of reference point to who you pray to. Mm. And even when you're dealing with the whom you pray to, um, characteristically, uh, in terms of character of the person that you're praying to, it's almost like if you pray to a certain deity, the other deity is denied worship kind of thing. You know? Mm -hmm. And so although you are praying, you don't really fully know uh, who you are praying to, and um, in, you know, in 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 many ways, in, su- in, in such in such as morality, uh, meaning, um, uh, destiny, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. When you begin to pray, you pray. Um, I'm I'm speaking from my personal experience. I'm praying um, for my needs more than getting to even know God within that prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm praying that I I will be well. I'm praying for my loved ones. Yes, but the, I, I don't know the person I'm praying to. And I don't know if he's even a person. I don't know if he's a personal absolute. Um, I don't know the characteristics of him. And uh, and when I did come to know, I, I found many many anomalies within that. Mm-hmm. And so I pray almost religiously, and I keep on living my life. But I, I I would never go back to say that there was a reference point or relationship as such, because to relate means to have something in common with the one mm-hmm. that you are relating to. And I could find nothing common there. And, and um, not as a derogatory statement, but uh, as, as a form of truth. And so that when I begin to even study Hinduism, I see that um, uh, it, 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 it leads in many different directions as such. Um, uh, even within the deities that you are praying to, um, there's, there's, uh, there's sometimes trouble among the deities. Uh, for example, um, uh, you would see in every uh, Kali temple, there's Hanuman and Shiva, and there was a big fight going on even within the Godhead. And um, also you see, um, uh, if you study the, 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 the Hindu uh, scripts, you would see uh, uh, Krishna um, uh, is having an illicit uh, 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 sort of relationship with his brother's uh, wife. And, and so... Uh, this is not to, to put to put anything down, but when I saw when I was looking for a reference point for morality, um, and especially for a transcendent and a higher morality, uh, I, I really couldn't find it till I found Christ, mm-hmm. and then I see that perfect unity and love functioning among the Trinity in the Godhead, and there's an IU relationship, and there's a perfect coalescing and an existence of love even before creation. Uh, Jesus prays in high, high, high priestly prayer. He says, Father, uh, give me the glory that I had with you before the world was even made. 
And so you see, uh, love existed prior to life. And so when life happened, uh, it was sort of an overflow of the love of God. And so, uh, so when we praying to, uh, uh, as a difference now, mm-hmm. when I've come to Christ, I come to know who I worship and I know the character and the person that I'm praying to. And I can even tell within his word whether uh, he has received me and he has not received me because there, there is a response in his word. And so that's, that's just, it is just amazing for me. And, you know, um, in Hinduism, they have this law of the karmic cycle. And so the law of karma is like, if you, uh, if you sin, uh, there's payment uh, for it in the next life. And mm-hmm. when you come to Christ and you, and you pray to him and you say, forgive me, you realize there is payment, but the payment was poured upon Christ and he's taken that place for me so that I can boldly come through the throne of grace uh, not 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 scared anymore, not mm-hmm. fearful anymore, uh, and not uh, uh, not not unsure whether he will receive me or not receive me, and not unsure whether he's going to punish me or not punish me. But uh, even when punishment I feel is due to me, I can come and ask for forgiveness and grace and mercy, and that's a completely different life to know the one whom you worship and to know the one whom you pray, and to even give be given um, the word of God to tell us whether our prayers have been heard. So that's a, there's a, just an amazing journey yeah. uh, uh, to cross between the two. Well, again, praise God for the word of God, the truth that you can come to know who God is, the characteristics of God, like you're saying, and he gives us instructions how to pray, how to reach him, how to honor him, how to communicate with him. It's amazing. It's amazing. So thank you so much for giving a little bit of information on Hinduism, because I don't think a lot of our listeners honestly know very much about these other religions like this. Maybe some of them do have studied, but I think the majority of Americans or maybe Christians in the Western world don't have enough information about these other religions. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, just a different perspective, you know? It's a it's a interesting thing to see how wonderful the gospel is, to see how wonderful the Godhead is, like you're saying. And it's it's wonderful. Thank you so much. What would you guys say is the overall message of this book that you want our listeners to get today? Um, I think we would want them to understand that prayer is so important and that there is a particular way in which we should approach God. There's a manner in which we should, uh, we should position ourselves to, as we begin to pray. Um, there's certain things, certain privileges and identity that we are given in God that we should uh, live in and stand in. And I think that our overall message would be, if we read this book, I think we'd come to a good understanding of our identity in Christ mm-hmm. and all that, he has, all that he has said and tried to say in the context of the Lord's Prayer. And as we, um, we share this book, you, you, we would get an understanding of who we are in him and the man in which we should approach. Anything else to add? Um, yes, uh, just like our uh, Ricardo said, um, uh, Pastor Ricardo, um, I think um, also um, the manner, the way in which he likes to be into, uh, approached. And, and, and um, you know, sometimes a question may pop up, what about other ways in which to pray, which God also responds? Yes, you can pray. In many ways, you know, Cornelius's prayer has been heard um, through through the through his giving, and there's many sort of other ways to pray. But but here, Jesus gives us an intimate setting on what the Father's preference would be. For example, if my 
if my son came in and he was he was hungry and he came in an angry manner and he shouted dad i want food uh i would i would give him food because he's hungry mm -hmm. but if my son came in a kind and gentle manner and said dad could i please have some food i would also give him food but if i had a preference between the two ways on how i would like to be approached mm -hmm. it would be the second and so it's not that god wouldn't answer prayer because a believer has a need but this also deals with mannerism it deals with uh, 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 attitude it deals with the posture uh, almost like the beatitudes it's the mm -hmm. it's the spirit behind how we pray yeah and uh, and so uh, just like my, my my son i would give him bread but i would probably uh, prefer the second way on how he approached me because i would see that he is approaching me in a way that is closest to my nature and my character i think that's so a beautiful would, way to uh, pray it would also please me yeah Yes, yes. Great. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our show today, sharing a little bit of your wisdom with our listeners. And my last question, where can we find this book? Where is this book available to buy? The book is available on Amazon um, through Kindle. So if you just search for In This Manner, uh, Gleanings from the Lord's Prayer, I'm sure it'll pop up there on your screen. And you could purchase it there. Okay. I'll also put a link down below. You guys can click on that if you see that. And again, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Can I have one of you pray to end the podcast? Um, yeah, sure. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. We thank you that we could gather together in your name. We ask that you be glorified yes, in all that we have said and done. I pray, Father, for every person listening today. Yes, that they might feel the manifest presence of God. Yes, I ask your glory to surround them. I declare yes, that, that they might be blessed in every single thing that they do. Yes, I ask to surround them with your glory, surround them with your peace, favor yes, them, I pray. Yes, I thank you for Dallas right now. I ask that yes, you, would, you would enlarge his territory. Yes, I pray Lord, that everything that he touches be blessed. Yes, I ask Lord. that you, you would, would, would reveal yourself even the more every single day. That yes, every day with you would be sweeter than the day before. And so we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for yes, your Lord. listeners. And we ask that you would be glorified yes, in them. Yes, in Lord. Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. 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 You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.